You are listening to PLV Radio Network. Join us in celebrating all of life's possibilities with inspirational, illuminating and insightful talk shows. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Living Vibrations with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Doris Richardson. Evolutionary soul, a journey to your life purpose. I think this is a journey that everybody is on right now, knowingly or unknowingly. People are waking up. Their consciousness is waking up. The whole sensory is waking up. They're becoming aware of things that they've never ever seen or felt before. They're seeing things that they never thought they had the ability to see. As people are waking up, they're needing guidance. Guidance to understand this new consciousness, this new thinking, this new way of being. Our guest today, Doris, has been at this for a while. She lives in Seoul, from Seoul. She teaches Seoul. And she helps people find that journey to their life purpose. What is a life purpose? Putting this genetic code into practice leads to connecting with soul, Doris says. Soul leads to your life purpose. Soul's only agenda is to lead you to a life purpose, paying attention to the soul's gentle nudges. Now, we've talked about this many times on shows, where people have that very gentle whisper on the cheek, go this way, a soft little push down the right road. And some people are so stubborn or so caught up with the now rather than their knowingness that it ends up being a hatchet in the head before they realize they have to change direction in life. So people like Doris help you find that journey, help you tap in, help you understand the messages, guide you along your way so that you actually don't have to receive the hatchet. You can go with that gentle whisper. We're picking up some sound over there, Doris. So, we are going to actually get Doris to come in and talk about what she does, what she's been doing for some time now. She's actually going to take some time out to write a book. It's about time she wrote a book. She's got so much information to go in there, valuable information, and we'll have her back when her book is out next year. So, she's only taking on a few clients at the present moment while she can dedicate time to her book. But this is a woman with expertise. She's been doing this for 23 years now. That's just what she's been teaching, never mind what her soldier has been and we're going to learn today the things that we can do in addressing your deepest pain trauma and your life key purpose patterns of beliefs behaviors we can release from the deepest pain but also find out how her journey started and it started with post-traumatic stress disorder always waiting for the shoe to drop fear-based not grounded scattered energy so let's find out why what led her on this journey and how she can guide us forward today. Welcome to the show, Doris. Thanks so much, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here, and and thank you for your invitation. It is my joy and my passion in connecting with people at a soul level to support them in them having their light bulb moment and really understanding what their life purpose is. Um. Maybe uh, going a little deeper about the meaning of life purpose. There's a lot of people out there that are teaching life purpose. Um, For me, I've been teaching it since 1990. 
And I, I, I think it's important for everyone to understand that when they come into this life, they're born with literally 144 double helix strands of DNA in their physical bodies. This, it's a genetic code that creates your predisposition, your interests, your passions, your ability, your personality traits. And these are the things that are going to lead you to your life purpose. And when Sarah um, uh, earlier just mentioned um, your biggest trauma, knowing you're getting in touch with your DNA, your genetic code, and then the bottom line is your story is your purpose. So you get in touch with that trauma, that biggest trauma for me, it was sexual abuse as a child. So there are certain steps that I'm, that I'm going to go through um, that are going to lead me to my life purpose. And actually, maybe a little later when we talk, I can share. I have a, a, a little arithmetic um, uh, explanation of what life purpose is. And it's, it's, it's very simple. It's your greatest trauma plus the lesson that you learn from that trauma. For me, as a survivor of sexual abuse, that is the ultimate betrayal. So for me, the lesson is learning about loyalty, about self-loyalty, self-love. All of us need to learn about self-love. So whatever that greatest trauma is, it's going to lead us on the path to self-love. So your trauma plus your lesson that you learned from that trauma. So for me, it was loyalty and devotion to self. Because, you know, the word self-love is a big word. It's a big word just like life purpose. But I, I have to tell you that that journey from identifying that trauma and the lesson learned from that trauma there is such an incredible compassion. I have fallen deeply in love with Doris the human. And I want to explain that. It's like when I am in soul, and part of this equation is your trauma plus your lesson, the, the steps to your, your actual life purpose come with us identifying your passions. And there's, a very, there's very specific ways to do that. A lot of people are not in touch with their passions and their innate abilities. And then connecting with soul. Once you connect with your soul, your soul will guide you. And it's those gentle nudges, mm -hmm. paying attention to that that melting of your heart, your awareness of your heart. It's just like your heart just expands. And that's when you know that your soul is guiding you. It's trying to nudge you. So uh, the trauma plus the lesson plus the passion plus connecting with your soul is going to lead you to your life purpose. And I, 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 some people, when, when I mention soul, they like to call it other things. You can call it your higher self. You can call it your, your divine human. That is your divine human. And the only agenda that your soul has is to lead you to your life purpose. It's been with you during every lifetime. No one knows and loves you unconditionally more than your soul.
So when you connect with your soul, and we, and that's one of the things that we do, and it's just it's just a, a, an exquisite, blissful experience because soul is a hundred percent pure light and compassion and truth. And, Yes, and it's true. Your soul can never lie to you. That's the whole thing. It's pure truth. Whether you like the truth or not, it's your pure truth. Trust it. Absolutely. And uh, you know, one of the things, uh, when, when, like for me, the abuse was what put me on my path. And once you call the soul in, and this is, this is the beauty of that, it's like the mind chatter stops. All of that, that negative mind chatter uh, will stop once you invite your soul into your daily life. And once you invite it into your daily life, your mind chatter is less. Um, and it, you know, it may take a few months of doing this to where you really experience that beautiful, quiet peace from the mind. But the mind gets it. And there's, there's kind of like a little game that goes on. Um, like in a workshop setting, you give your mind enough information for it to relax. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's got to latch on to something. Yeah, it's got, it's got to have something to focus on, true. Um, yeah. I, th- I think actually when you know that you're in that relaxing mode is when you're very happy to be at one with self. You don't need yeah. people or anything else around you. Um, you're in the the world silence, but you're you're hearing your own music, so to speak. Um, you know that I think is when you know that you really are at peace with yourself. It's well, when it's you can true. be with yourself. <laughs> yes, it is so true, Sarah. Uh, you just when you're in that peace, and it's it's quite a journey. And again, I'm going to go go back, and and I want the listeners to know that I'm very comfortable um, in in talking about my trauma, um, and that is that is quite a trauma. What you know, whether it's the death of a parent, uh, whether you grew up with an alcoholic parent, um, there's just all sorts of traumas. A divorce, um, there's just all sorts of of, of events that maybe cause us, that cause that trauma. And the compassion that comes from dealing with this from a soul standpoint is that you really do become that silent observer. It's, it's like I fell in love with Doris the human, and this is the gift of soul. You become that silent observer of actually being outside of yourself looking at this human going through all this stuff because as long as we're in a human body we're going to keep going through stuff but the beauty of the soul is that it is it it helps us maintain our balance and um that is that's that's um a very integral part of this is maintaining our balance of our male creative energy and our female creative energy. And I'm not talking about uh, men and women. I'm talking about when you're creating your life purpose, um, there needs to be that balance of the, the male creative energy and the female creative energy. And the difference is that the male creative energy creates a structure. It's going to go and it's going to build a house. And then the female energy 
and this the thing that soul really helps us maintain is that our our male and our female creative energy are in balance and they're aligned and they're playing well together so it's not it's not all getting out there and i've got to do all this and it's going to be so difficult it's not when your female your female energy and your male energy are in balance your female energy is actually your soul and that's your expansive that's your inspiration that's the creativity so the male energy goes and builds the house and the female energy comes in and and makes it a home Mm -hmm. it all the creative and you know we're really good that that female energy is is very good at multitasking and doing um, a multitude of things a it a our male energy and i'm talking about me as a female i have my male creative energy and my female creative energy um it's it's more linear. It it likes to think in terms of straight lines. Yeah. Uh, point A to point B, point C. Uh, female energy is all about curvy lines, and um, the creation process being opened. And that female energy is the soul, the energy of the soul. So it's that's a that's a, a really important part of us when we're manifesting and. When we've given it to soul, and there's, you know, my path, and I'm totally open to sharing, like, my turning points, I'll call them, um, where soul got my attention. And I knew it, and, and I've got to say this, because teaching life purpose is my life purpose. Yes. <laughs> it is. Um, my lessons... Or my my nudges, everybody's nudges are going to be different because everybody's path is different. Um, but <clears throat> I'm totally open to sharing what my what my path was like, and it, it really, I have to say, one of the questions that I love to ask at the workshops are, "What do you do as naturally as breathing?" And for me, it's it's um, it's there's a term that you call down chunking and up chunking it's like i love to take a big large concept and break it down into manageable pieces i do i love that energy healing there's all sorts of things that i love um but each person's journey is different and um i would love to show you from like the big picture and soul helps you you know a lot of people can get lost in the details and they 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 don't step back and look at the what's the big picture what's what is soul showing me here or what is a universal god source energy whatever you want to call it what is it showing me here and it helps you back up and get that big picture and i'm happy to 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 share that with you you know starting from my traumas um but i just want everybody to know that they are the master here. They're the ones that need to make the choice. And soul is not going to come into your life unless it's invited. And there are there are certain things that we do as far as like conscious breathing and inviting our soul to come in, in inside of us, if you would like, or to connect with you in some way to guide you. For me, it's a full body experience. When you know 
right now at this point in my life, you know, it's it's it leads me. I mean, it is. I am a soul led human. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, you, you know, you get to that point where you're completely at peace with it. And a lot of this, is, which I'm sure you have seen, is, you know, since the, the vibrational change, you know, the dimensional change, um, you know, with this mass awakening now because people are waking up to this consciousness because we're no longer in the, you know, the fight uh, or flight mode. Uh, we're not living life defensively. You know, we're living life more inquiringly. You know, I want to know. I need to understand. I want to embrace. Show me the peace. How do I find it within me? I want to choose love instead of hate and fear. And I think because of that uh, change in dimension and and everybody kind of seeking that now, there's almost kind of been that universal permission to, you know, really learn to love. Loving yourself before was something very egotistical. What, you know, get over yourself, you know? And now, and now it's, 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 it's a prerequisite to life is loving yourself. Uh, You can't live life until you love yourself, but it, it is a journey. It is a permission. And I think one of the yeah. things you've got on the roadblocks here is guilt. A lot of people feel guilty placing importance upon themselves. Yes. And that's a human condition, not a soul one. Yes. And I mean, and what you said is, is so incredibly true. And I want to back up and I, w- I want to um, support what you just said, because as a culture, as a planet, we are definitely moving from third dimensional to fourth and fifth dimensional reality. And, and when I say that, the, the fourth dimension, fifth dimension, it's not a place. It's our conscious yeah. awareness. We are, in, we are evolving as a planet in our conscious awareness. We're no more bound with 3D realities. I don't believe anything that I can't touch and see. Uh-huh. And, and that third dimensional reality is what we've been in, and that's where the fear is. Uh-huh. And our fear comes from that feeling of separation from source. And when you bring our soul into our being, that's where the quiet happens, and that's where the inner peace happens. And um, there is, that's when we are moving into our fourth dimensional um, reality. And there are even words attached to um, third dimensional and fourth dimensional reality. Like for third dimension, fear, guilt, competition, those are kind of third dimensional reality, jealousy, those kinds of things, as opposed to fourth dimensional where we co-create. And we're we're inspired, and uh, it's it's just it's a it's a whole different mindset. And again, when we are co-creating with our soul, it makes it all so much easier, and the mind chatter finally stops. Can you even imagine that? That's something. I mean, that's. Took you know fifty eight years for me to get to that point. You know, I, mean, I was born a soul being. You know, um, yeah. and I was I was born completely living in spirit. Um, you know, I used to talk to dead people. I travelled. You know, um, cosmically. Um, I mean, that's who I was. I was always you know seen visions, um, have a certain knowingness for things, but I was considered the freak. You know, and I, I just couldn't understand why human nature was so unkind to each other. 
And, yes. uh, you know, I was capable of such cruelty when I knew them to be capable of such love. And so, you know, I'd say the first 57 or 58 years of my life were difficult uh, because I found human beings hard to be around. And since this whole awakening and this elevation, uh, it is a delight now, a delight because we're seeing all these souls just, you know, like a beautiful beam of light coming out. And it's, it's ethoric. It's wonderful to see. I can totally resonate with what you're saying, Sarah. I didn't, when I was a child, uh, I don't know if you felt this way. I also saw the angels and, and all of that. Um, I didn't realize until I was an adult and I looked back when I actually started dealing with um, the issue, the traumas and so forth, um, that I was a soul-led being then. But it took me experiencing all this and then looking back, I even did, I mean, this is not something that I, that I recommend now because um we're, we don't need to be in any kind of hypnotic states, but way back in the 70s, um, I did hypnosis. And when we went back to um, years ago, I remember being outside of my body, looking in at these traumatic events that were taking place. And so I remember being that silent observer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I didn't. I didn't grow. I thought probably like you that everybody was like you, and then you find out that they're not. And I, I hit it. You know, I just hit it until I was at a point in my evolution to where I was totally comfortable with it. I mean, you know, I, I suffered from a certain amount of abuse and and, and neglect and death of parents and you know. Uh, parent, yeah. you know, a whole pile of that stuff that everybody goes through in life in some way or other. Um, you know, for me, it was always, I mean, it's probably just, you know, my, my genetic makeup is like, um, you know, I must have done something wrong. I must have let somebody down. You know, for me, it was always the guilt. Um, you know, the guilt that it was me that was doing something wrong that was deserving of it. And it, I literally had somebody who removed 172 lifetimes of, of pattern, the same pattern, this deserving of abuse. And once that pattern was removed, it was like, I can now define who Sarah is and what her journey and her purpose is here because I'm no longer held by the bounds of a, of a in many lifetime pattern that made me feel that way. Harm was being done to me, but I was left with the guilt. And it was something I couldn't remove until I actually, you know, had it removed from me. Absolutely. And for me, uh, for me, uh, there is a, a, pr- a process that I, and it's not actually not even a process. I give it to soul. I just mm-hmm. give it to soul because you know, but back when we were doing all the the uh, what do you call soul retrievals and yeah. and all those that kinds of things, and now it's just simpler. Everything is happening so much more quickly and uh, exquisitely. It's just um, we don't have to get bogged down in these long processes. But you mentioned the guilt, and you know, forgiveness is is such a powerful, powerful, um, I'm not going to even say goal. Forgiveness is just so powerful. It's so healing. Mm-hmm. 
But I want to say um, it took me a while because for me, with the sexual abuse, um, when you think about an, a, a small, innocent child, uh, it's hard to get, it's hard to immediately go to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. What I have found, and this is what soul led me to, if, you immer- if you've tried and tried and tried and tried, I mean really tried and immersed yourself in forgiveness of whatever your trauma was, and you're still not there, then what I have found is immerse yourself in acceptance and the dynamic that happens, the healing dynamic that happens with acceptance will allow you to get to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So that's something out, of, out of, of doing this for a long time because sometimes forgiveness is it's an intellectual kind of concept. You know you need to get there, but is your heart really feeling it? Yeah. And, yeah. So for me, then, what Soul showed me was the acceptance and immersing yourself in that. It's just, it's a really fascinating dynamic that happens when you actually accept that it happened. And there is, um, there is some powerful healing that goes on there. So, and you know you can't have that self love if you're carrying that guilt around. Absolutely. Um, and you know, and I think I think something else that really helps you doing that is finding a passion, and maybe your passion is enabling other people. Maybe your passion is is doing something that you know resonates by helping other people, and in that it becomes a healing process for yourself as well. Absolutely. Um, we were talking about. Um, I wanted to get to, I want to get to the passions, but I used a, a, a another big term because it can mean lots of different things. But everybody has post traumatic stress syndrome if they've ex- when they've experienced the trauma of childhood, and that trauma is what we are given to put us on that path. Because mm-hmm. once we, that is actually a gift and. And for me, it never, that trauma never became my identity. I mean, it's not my identity. I could see myself as a soul being, seeing this and watching this happen. And the greatest, greatest compassion happened for me. And that is where the self-love comes. But if it's not abusive, something happened to you as a child. Uh, that trauma. We all walk on eggshells, whatever it was in our home environment. We find ourselves kind of walking on eggshells, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. And it causes us to be fear-based and not grounded. And for me, very scattered energy. I had difficulty receiving intimacy. Um, that shame and that guilt and my attitude about sex and feeling unattractive, all of those things um, those are the roadblocks that I experienced. Emotionally, I was unavailable to my loved ones. I had uh, an unconscious core belief that people will always betray my love. And guess what? That core belief manifested. became a reality. Yeah, yeah. we my manifest father, what we fear, right? <laughs> absolutely. My father, my mother, my siblings, they set the stage. And... You know, until I was able to get a handle on that, until I actually became um, 
got the clear communication from my soul. I mean, even up um, up until I would say, soul is always communicating with us on things that we need to that we maybe should take a look at. And so, one of the things as far as um, the post traumatic stress is that I, you know. I just didn't, I don't want people to feel like uh, there's a judgment there that something's wrong because there is nothing wrong with any of us. We are divine humans. And it's that shame and that guilt and the mind chatter. That's the third dimensional mind chatter that wants to keep you stuck. So then when we get in touch with our passions and that's something uh, our innate abilities. That's that 144 uh, DNA strand that I re- that I referred to. Every, everybody, in fact, every one of your listeners um, could have the same trauma, but their path is going to be different because their passions and their innate abilities and their inspirations uh, are going to be different. Um, so when we when we when we move when we when we embrace these roadblocks, then the way to our life person purpose is following our passions, and that's how we get clarity. So you know when I interview people, you know, like yourself, um, and you know, I call I call people like you a diva. We're all born divas. The ability to dream, inspire, visualize, and aspire to something, and then you know we we lost it. You know through the systematic linearization and expectations of life, we lost that ability to dream or be inspired, visualize anything, and certainly not to aspire. Um, you know you you're a diva because you came back to your dream you're inspiring other people to see the vision and um, helping them aspire to become their own divas Um, every time I interview people like yourself every single person has had a trauma there isn't one single person I've interviewed that hasn't had uh, something major in their life to redirect and uh, none of them would change anything because from that trauma from that you know, um, some of them quite catastrophic, um, you know, redirection in life. It They've learned so much about who they are, what their life purpose is, you know, what they were put here to do. And without that, they wouldn't have had those tools or that understanding or that empathy or that knowledge to know what to do. So we have to go through these things to actually understand what our life purpose is. It is a gift. And, and every one of your listeners are messengers, mm-hmm. or they would not be tuning into this incredible gift that you're providing them, uh, listening to your programs. So every one of them are have a special message, every one of them. And I just, uh, I, you've got a life purpose, you've got a, you've got something very important to share that no one else can share but you. Yeah. No one, um, and I want to. There's something uh, that I that sometimes I forget to share, um, because we we're all spiritual beings on this path, and I want you to know that my soul actually led me to create engineering, geology, geophysical, and leadership schools. Now I'm a teacher. I'm an educator, uh, but I'm certainly not a geologist or an engineer. 
So how did I do that? Mm-hmm. I gave it to Soul. I gave it to Soul, and we co-created um, these schools, and they're the first in the nation. Um, I set them up all over the, all over the United States. Uh, there, and it's for it was it was one of the most incredible experiences, and it was my um, it was the the final frontier of me knowing, hey, we're going to give this to Soul, and when I do, it's like I say. Soul, just show me the way. Show yeah. me the way. And I call, you call I, it the, the the knowingness, right? You know, uh, for me, that the soul speaks to my gut. When we say, "Listen to your gut," right? Um, follow your gut. That's the soul's intellect talking to you. Resonates with your heart, and your heart gets excited. It gives it to your spirit, and your spirit goes into action. And now your mind knows what it needs to know at the time that it needs to know it. The same experience happened to me with an electric motor, a new technology. I had absolutely no understanding what the hell he was talking about far too technical for me but I absolutely understood it had to be made that it had a purpose in life and I had to be the one to bring it to that forefront and sometimes we have to there was there was that need yes exactly and And, and so you know don't be um pigeonholed into but that's not my expertise if you were given a gift follow that path because the soul trusts you know what to do with it well, the way this happened, I mean, get it in perspective. I've been teaching life purpose workshops since 1990. In 2006, there was a need, and I was called by the energy industry to create this school, and I did. Uh, it, I mean, again, and that's trust. That's the yeah. ultimate trust, and follow it back to the trauma. Someone who has been abused, their biggest issue is trust, trusting yeah. themselves, Trusting others, so I trusted soul, and I, I literally for me, my soul stands behind my left shoulder, and I ask her to just take this in her incredibly beautiful wings and show me the way. And I've done that with health issues. Um, my, uh, I've got. I've got quite a little path here. I think I, I don't remember if I I shared with you, Sarah. I've got 12 ways that soul just kind of gave me the gentle nudges um, as far as um, helping me know what my life purpose was. Because, you know, when you don't have a strong self-concept, you don't know what you're good at. So the fact that I'm here and I'm, and I'm writing this book and I'm, I'm, I've enjoyed incredible success with this. And success, I'm, I mean, I use the word abundance. Mm-hmm. Beautiful it's word. Effort, it is effortless. I'm not out there slaying dragons. I give it to soul. And when I, I mean, when I really, you really got to give it to soul and not keep taking it back. Because for me, another big concept was surrender. Child of the experience mine. Uh, my trauma, surrender is a is a hard thing to wrap your brain and your heart around. Um, so, but I'm there, and I'm here to tell everybody in your audience that whatever has happened to you, you have a mission. And when you think of that trauma that happened, that your story is your purpose. So that's your first step. Yes, and then everything else is just is just a joy. 
I mean, how can you help people if you have no understanding of what they're going through? You know, um, how can you understand pain if you haven't known pain? How can you yeah. understand, you know, the fear or the lack of trust? You've had to have been there in some scale or other. There is no book out there or manual out there that can tell you next chapter pain, next chapter fear. You know, it's, it's an experience that we have as a human being and why we were given these human bodies to go through all of these emotions, but to let spirit triumph. Absolutely. And the, the bottom line is the only thing we have to share is our experience. Yes. That is our gift. That is our, our book. <laughs> that is our book. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that is the manual for other people. I mean, this is, again, the reason why I do these shows is that your experience, um, you know, uh, your teachings, your experience, the fact that you live it where, you know, you, you speak it, you are it, it inspires other people to believe they can follow a path themselves. And, whether you know whether they use your tool or somebody else's tool, the whole point is is the inspiration to believe in themselves, to place importance upon themselves enough to take that journey into that loving of self and their life purpose, and they they will do it through somebody else's life experience who are living in exuberance of that abundant joy, because when you are living in that purpose, you are living in that abundance it's of true. joy. When you and when you are when you have found your life purpose, I mean, there's a a, a lot of of information now on life purpose, but and there's a lot of bells and whistles that can go with it. But the whole bottom line to finding your purpose is connecting the soul. Yes, and um, you don't you don't need a lot of bells and whistles with this. But when you when you identify that trauma and you and you find out. You know what your lesson is, um, and your passion, uh, and connecting with soul. It will lead you to your life purpose. And I, Sarah, I don't know how much time we have, but it's always really beneficial for people when I share how soul nudged because um, people who have not experienced their soul, uh, they don't know what it feels like. They don't know, you know, what happens, and I've got, I've got my main points because it really is uh, advantageous for them and helps them really get a feel for what being a soul-led being feels like. Yeah, um, if you've got time, we have twenty minutes, and also we have a little bit of a retrograde going on here with slightly slurred words. If people will stay with us, uh, we're just going to work our way through it. So um, if it gets too much. Um, we'll redirect, but um, go for it. Let everybody know the steps. Okay. This this is how soul nudged me. Um, this is how I was led to my life purpose of teaching life purpose and doing energy work. Um, so obviously the first trauma uh, was when I, when I shared with you earlier as far as going back uh, in that you know, therapy and realizing that the soul had embraced me even at that point because I remembered watching those traumas happen but being separate from it, so that asylum server. And then the second thing, as I was guided to return to school to major in, in education, and uh, that was, 
I'm not saying that people need to go to college to become a teacher, but for me, it was important for my journey because my self-concept was just, um, the thought of me becoming a teacher was just um, something that I needed to experience. So I returned and I got my degree in education. And then in 1988, my soul guided me to purchase a best-selling book on life purpose. And I knew in that moment, with the full body tingling, that that was what I wanted to do. And that's when I started thinking about creating my own life purpose workshop. Um, that was in 1998. I, I bought the book, I sat down, and I didn't get up until I had finished. And I knew it's like the soul will just let you know in no uncertain terms. And for me, it was that full body tingling. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of guides you. So for me, then the next thing that happened, and, and I have to say, um, and I think this is, this is always interesting to people in the workshops, is that in that moment when I finished that book, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I picked up the phone and I looked for the author's name. She lived in New York City in Manhattan. And I called information and I thought I was getting her office number. And this is how spirit works. I got her Manhattan apartment number. <laughs> and I didn't. I Listen, this is a best-selling author. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is how this is how spirit works, and I know your 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 um, listeners know this. But I, I said I love this book. I want to teach it, and she didn't had hadn't had anyone call and say that. And we talked, and she told me that that following she was going to be speaking to a conference of five hundred women physicians, and she asked me if I she could meet me there, and so I did. I spent three. I spent actually four days with her and I became the first person in the nation certified to teach this but as I took it on the road I could see that there were big gaping holes she was really good at helping people find out what they what they love and where their passions were but she didn't tell them how to work through the roadblocks and the reality of manifesting that right so that's when I created so I taught hers from 88 and then in 90 I created my own and in 1990, this was the fourth little um, nudge from Seoul, or big nudge, I have to say. Um, in 1990, I'll never forget reading Sea to the Soul by Zary G- Gary Zukov. That was another full body tingle. I knew that this was my spiritual path. My ultimate goal and my spiritual path is connecting and helping others connect with their soul and communicate with their soul. Mm-hmm. So... That's the fourth nudge. And then in 1990, also, I was, I was guided to purchase another best-selling book, and it was a book on abundance. And the book shared 365 ways to experience abundance. And you read a passage each day for a whole year. So I was just guided to open the book and look on my birthday and on my birthday was the first book that I had purchased on life purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all so exquisitely perfect. Yeah, I know. I love it when pieces come together. <laughs> um, moving on from 1990 to 2001, um, I mean, it's just like you keep, and I want to say this, uh, things are presented to you 
in the perfect way and the perfect time for where you are in your life. If somebody would have, you know, if I would have, anyway, it happens to you in a perfect way. So some people maybe wouldn't be ready for what their ultimate, you know, when they're older, life purpose you know, if somebody, I teach a lot of universities, and university students love this workshop. I just, I, I don't, um, they even embrace the spiritual aspect of it. So um, this is, this. as far as the seat of the soul with Gary Zukoff, that's where I knew my ultimate. I wouldn't have been ready to read Seat of the Soul um, in the 80s. I wouldn't have no. been ready. So I mean, that's the thing. Everything comes in in the time time. when you're ready. I mean, you know, uh, me me doing these radio shows, it actually came out of depression. I suffer a lot from anxiety and depression, which is a chemical balance in me. Um, It's not a spiritual one, but it's it really can be very, very consuming. And I know that uh, I have to participate in something, otherwise I get caught up in the darkness. And I was simply going on on Facebook and LinkedIn and people were posing problems. And, you know, as a spiritual counselor, I was giving answers and somebody noticed this. And she says, I like what you have to say. Have you thought about having your own show? And I'd never thought about it before. You know, who would listen to me? You know, because that's where I was at that time. My first show was an absolute disaster. It was a Monty Python skit. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. But it was like, well, it can only get better. Well, you know, I had... I did uh, 15 months of live shows and dear old retrograde is not my friend. And uh, I would have guests dropping or I would disappear from <laughs> from the show and have to call back in. That's why everything's pre-recorded now. But it led me to having my own station because I knew that there was a need to spotlight people like you doing this work and that only in doing that are we going to help people who are awakening to know whom to go to well, you you know, for guidance twice and you know when need presents it yes like these engineering schools it's like the energy industry was getting ready to lose 50 percent of 50 percent of its workforce um due to the baby boomer generation Uh and so the younger people needed to know about the energy industry and there's alternative energy and it's all based on science and math and that's right up my alley as far as knowing how to uh, organize and create a program, uh, an effective leadership program as well. So then, you know, when need meets preparation, and that's that's why this this is a journey. And it's like you start on your path, and you're doing it, and it it opens up uh, introductions to people and situations uh, when it's time for you to expand and you just keep expanding it. And it's yes. just amazing time. In 2001, um, I, I have not, uh, well, I do, I do channel. Um, um, let me just be really honest. In 2001, um, the angels and ascended masters connected with me and I, I began channeling them with just ease and grace. Yeshua and St. Germain and, and master Kathumi and, and Raphael and Divine Mother. And at that point, I, I, it was just, it was effortless. It changed my life. And in that moment also, I also knew that the one that I wanted to connect with and to teach other people how to connect with is soul. Um, and I, I was really clear on that. 
But at that time, it was it was not time for me to channel that. So um, we have to allow our revelation to, bit, to grow, right? I, you know, yeah. I do. I do that. I'm not hearing you. Oh, okay. No, sorry, um, I was letting you speak. Uh, no, we have to allow the process. You know, um, we want. Are you the, there? Yes, I'm here. Can you not hear me? Stay Your with me. Your voice cut out. Okay. I, I'm, I, can I'm, you hear me? I can hear you. So stay with me. Um, we are still recording. Um, this is what I'm Sarah, saying. Sarah, I can't hear you. Um, um, I can hear you, love. So just try and stay with me. Can you hear me? <laughs> this is the views and joys of uh, the internet. So let's see. Can't hear you, Sarah. Okay, folks, we're going to see if we can get it back. Uh, so we had a little hitch there, folks, the dear old retrograde stepping in and uh, having its voice, and that's the way it goes. Um, we still have this beautiful gift internet that allows us to reach around the world. And as I was just saying, uh, before we get into the next uh, segment there, is um, the whole thing about our journeys is to go step by step and we will be given what we need to know at the time we need to know it and we're not meant to know it all up front and never ever say that you can't do this or you could never do that or you aren't qualified for this or that because if the divine gives you that intellect you have that qualification or you will go and get whatever tools you need in order to to be the expert that you need to be just trust the messaging from the universe from your soul and it will never guide you wrong it's that entunement though is absolutely important and would you now talk to us a little bit about how to use this concerning health issues yes um and and i'll be um, i'll be brief here um i was diagnosed with colon cancer and at the time it never felt like it was mine again and this is already when i and this this is the way um, this is what I was alluded to earlier as far as once you're a soul-led being, it's you become that silent observer for what the human is going for, and you have a great compassion. So for me, when I was diagnosed with colon cancer, it never felt like it was mine, and all of my belief systems were congruent with knowing that I had no need for, for chemotherapy. The The bottom line is, Again, I gave it to soul, and I keep didn't bring it. I didn't bring it back. I didn't jerk it back. I gave it to soul, and it was very congruent on every level of my being that this was not mine. So that was one thing. Then I was diagnosed with diabetes, and again, it's not part of my reality. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to soul, and soul has taken care of it and the last the last diagnosis and this is such a gift uh, because I'm, I'm so congruent and so have given me these experiences so that I can pass them on to others. I was diagnosed with congenital heart failure and again knew it wasn't mine gave it to soul and I am you know I am very very blessed 69-year-old woman, and I am very blessed with health, and these were my opportunities again to show what soul can do in our life. They actually do say that most people... 
Well, they actually do say that people who are diagnosed with cancer are more likely to die from the diagnosis than they are from the cancer. Because immediately fear. Well, it never became my identity. It never became my identity. Right. And a lot of people give they give their power away. Yes. To to people to, um, and they just give their power away. And it wasn't me trying to get to the point of this isn't mine. It's just once you're a soul led being, you know it's not yours. And you just, you another opportunity to, to sit there and grand compassion for the human, um, the human. And yeah. that is, for me, what self-love is. No, everybody's going to have a different path, but we all want to end up at that self-love. And when you stand as that silent witness and you uh, have such compassion for what this human has gone through in this lifetime and others. So, I mean, that's what real self-love is, that real deep, deep compassion and love for self. You know, I have people say to me, if the consciousness is such a divine place to be, why are we uh, living here on human earth? You know, why do we have to go through the body, which has to be fed, um, has to be exercised, has to be, you know, nurtured, has to be educated? Why do we have to go through the human experience? Um, and I think it's just an understanding um, of a uniting of that consciousness into that human body because the human body can experience things that the consciousness can't, you know, like tactile, like that process, that touch, that taste. Um, the, Absolutely. And, you know, when we go through that from a conscious being and unite the human mind and soul and heart with that consciousness we are now a supreme being going through an experience that is absolutely a gift so when we choose to step away from the pain the fear the hate the distrust and to live in this extraordinary gift of being this divine human being we truly understand what we're here for and the experience that we're meant to be here for absolutely absolutely and the human is what helps us stay grounded um, you know, a lot of times when when you're operating from a, a three-dimensional kind of mindset and you're experiencing a lot of fear, um, that is your clue to call your soul in deeper. And there's it when you do the conscious breathing, you bring your soul all the way in, if you choose to, all the way into and your lower abdomen, mm-hmm. and your breath is your bridge to your soul. The conscious breathing, that's the breathing where you're breathing from your lower abdomen. And when you, ex- when you inhale, your lower abdomen goes out. Um, so I'm, I, the consci- it's the conscious breathing that we're all aware of. But we, the breath is the bridge to your soul. When we say to someone, take a breath, <laughs> that's really what we're telling yeah. them to do. Is just, you know, get in touch. It's like when you notice when you breathe like that, your posture changes. Um, I know when I'm in my knowingness, you know, when I get that knowingness that comes to me, my posture changes. Um, you know, I become more erect, more more fluid, and the energy runs through my body. And that breathing, as you say, right down to your gut, to your soul, um, just it changes your posture, changes your outlook. You know, the clarity of everything that it brings about is quite extraordinary. It's true, and it's effortless. Yeah. And if there's one thing that I want to leave, uh, your listeners with is that this is 
it's when you when you have your soul when you're a soul-led human um, you are allowing you allow things to happen you let soul do it for you soul can manifest so much more expansive than i can and so it really is a matter of turning it over to soul and allowing yourself to receive these things and you know i am i get a bit turned off by a lot of airy-fairy kinds of concepts. Um, you know, I'm very grounded, very based in reality kind of person. Um, and I just, I just, I, I just want people to know how much simpler their life is and how joyful it is when, when they are co-creating with their soul. You know, you hear people talk about heart all the time, living in heart, and it's wonderful that they're ignited and living in their heart. But I hear an awful lot of people, you know, speaking to the spirit as if it's coming from the heart. And I, my question to them all the time is, but what about your soul? Are you listening to your soul? And they still kind of have a, a detachment that the soul's over there. And, you know... Oh, for me, for me my, pro- my process is to bring my awareness to my heart and I feel that softening because that's to bring it away from the mind. Yes. So when I'm, when I'm getting ready to do my conscious breathing, I bring my awareness to my heart and then I invite my soul to create with me. And your heart will know. It so will resonate. It's, it's not. Your, yes. heart, your heart resonates that truth, doesn't it? It knows when you've been given a, a divine in, uh, instruction, your heart knows. It goes yes. to such clarity and passion and your spirit knows what action to take and your mind has the knowledge it needs t- in order to do what you need to do. It's just such beautiful clarity. It really is clarity and it's easy. It's effortless. And I just, um, I, I, I think it's important for, for listeners to know that this is not like an airy-fairy kind of, of of concept it's it's um, very real yeah. very real stuff we're not asking you to cross legs and go into hum moments no uh, this is something that you <laughs> you live day in and day out it's not like you know you go to church on sunday uh to abstain your sins from the last week it is a conscious way of living and yeah. you live it 24 7 and when you do you trust the process you trust where you're at and where you need to be and what you're here for and it's a very yeah. beautiful and it's such a calming it's process, joyful. isn't it? It's so calming, it's so peaceful. Yeah. <coughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. So your book is going to be called Evolutionary Soul. Yes. And uh, that will be out next uh, next year. Yes. <coughs> It'll me. be out in um, April. Excellent. So we'll have to have you and back. And the reason why I good. Thank you. Um, I'm have I'm doing what I'm doing now, and I've never done it before, but I'm very excited about it. I've normally taught very large venues, but right now while I'm writing, you know, this is my passion, so I'm not going to stop doing my passion while I'm writing my book. So if if people want to experience, this is a two-day workshop, and if they want to experience it, I will come to your city, and if you want to organize some host something in your home. Um, I go to universities, I go to learning centers, I go to churches, um, and if, if they want to host something in their home, I will come to your city. 
So if I think on uh, Sarah's website, she's got my uh, my website, which is yes. DorisRichardson.com, and just let me know that you that you would like to organize a group, and I'm happy to come to your city. Uh, I'm I'm not going to be doing a whole lot, um, but I would I I will be coming to your city if you would like to host. So. And for the people who host, um, actually, um, there they will not have a. There'll be no fee there. Excellent, wonderful, and you know, uh, there's something about a smaller group too, and that intimacy, and that wonderful collective energy that comes in. Are you there? It. Yes, I'm here. Um, I can't hear you. Okay, well, just trust me. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Carol retrograde. Okay. Um, stay with me. Um, you know, the thing is, is when that intimacy of a small group is something that's so wonderful because of the collective energy that comes into play. So it's a, a you know wonderful yeah. opportunity. To to have that intimacy. So, uh, folks, you can catch her at uh, dorisrichardson.com and uh, all her information is there. I am delighted to have you on the show. It's um, really been a treat. Thank you so much. It's so good to talk to people who are so openly embraceful of soul. So, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. I feel like you and I have been sitting in front of the fire having a really nice chat. Yes, so, nice nice glass of wine in our hand having a good chatter. Yes. That's the way it right. <laughs> and we invite people to do the same. You know, gather a few friends together, have a glass of wine, listen to the show, and then talk about your soul journey afterwards. And, you know, for all of those things that happened to you, you go, why me? It's, well, well, that was your life lesson. Now what are you going to do with it? Because it's given to you for a reason. Don't be afraid of it. Trust your soul. It will guide you and you find your life purpose so thanks so much doris and we'll speak to you again soon and certainly have you back next year on your book okay thanks so much sarah okay folks so please be kind to yourself loving yourself is extremely important for loving yourself helps you give abundance back to your community until next time folks okay are you with me